Okay, so for real, we need to pay attention to everything that he says. I'm just showing you I'm here. It's showing you I'm real. Messy my background is. My back is so small, so you might hear me doing stuff. But I hope you're doing well. We're here to talk about seismic events that are taking place, and man, do we have some seismic events underway right now that are worth mentioning. Over the past two to three days, a lot of really weird earth stuff going on that they're not talking about. It's a little bit annoying. Semeru, right where these rings overlap, the pink and the white ring, right there in eastern Java. The other. Mm. Let's see if it's still plugging. Oh, of course it's. Luotolo volcano next to East Timor, both fifty thousand right, foot fixed. high. Volcanic ash warnings put out for fifty thousand foot levels. You can go see the videos of that too now that are all over social media, but that was over the past couple days. We also had a big, deep earthquake here, 6.3 to 6.4. USGS originally had it at 6.0, or was that the European? One of the two agencies had it at 6, the other had it at 6.3 Deep earthquake here. Now guess what's happened today? A new series of earthquakes has developed at the central Aleutian Island chain going over to the east, 6.3, 6.4. As well as 5.5. They're marked in white. Let me get all the other earthquakes out of there. Here we go. So you can see, or 5.7 now they've upgraded at the tip of the arrow. So first, this hit, 6.3 to 6.4. Then this hit. And we'll see we actually have two different earthquakes reported. Hold on. One at 1622. Both of them at 1622. One's from the Europeans. The other's from the USGS. USGS actually has it at 6.4 now. Wow. Nikolsky, Alaska. Now, this is on top of our 50,000-foot eye blast over here. The big, deep earthquake here. Now a new 6.4 earthquake downstream. And when I say downstream, I mean it. Look which way the arrows point today here. So when this earthquake struck yesterday, we postulated out loud in my video about the central Aleutians. Now, I'm going to turn on our ring. We have a shell or a bubble, if you will, that goes around the earthquakes. It's a function on Earthquake 3D. And I want you to see where the ring spreads out to. Here, let me get all the other earthquakes out of there. There we are. So where the ring or the bubble on this spreads out to, look, the perimeter of the bubble. Let me get a side view. You see how that ring goes right down into the middle oh of where this goodness. new 6.4 struck? This isn't me doing anything with the rings. I always keep them fully turned up all the way. And I turned this function on yesterday, and we saw that the ring came out to the central Aleutians, and that's where I issued the warning. Now, the reason I issued the warning right there is because of the plate boundary. 
the plate boundary that exists right there. So this bubble of pressure coming up underneath the whole northwest Pacific so far has spread out over to the east, striking with our 6.4 earthquake, shallow up and near the surface, closer to the surface, of course. And then downstream from that, a new 5.5 earthquake in the tip of the arrow. Let's get that on the screen now. There it is, 5.7. Energy is flowing out and away from the big, deep earthquake. So this now makes three different 6.3 to 6.4 earthquakes in the last day to go from zero last week up to three in a day. That's an increase, plus the 250,000-foot-high blast over here in Indonesia. It's a big increase around the entire Pacific if we take into account what's going on down to the east by southeast. Chile got hit yesterday with our 6.3, and lo and behold, X marks the spot was just struck by a 5. And that's one magnitude less, but the distance across is about the distance is the United States is across. So several thousand miles from the coast of Chile all the way down into the South Sandwich Islands. Let's just go look at it on the USGS plate boundary map. Going from where the 6.3 is up here, down, around, and over. That's what we told you to watch for yesterday. Now it's happened today. Up to the north, Central America, we have this like, almost like an arrow pointing to the east. All of these earthquakes coming into a pinnacle tip here in Colombia, Panama. Now look what just happened. A new 3.0 earthquake, pretty small, small earthquake, struck next to Nicaragua. Teleco Volcano, back alive in Nicaragua, not normally on the list. Nevado del Ruiz Volcano, where the two rings overlap here, that's in Colombia. Sanjay and Reventador both erupting in the past couple of days here in Ecuador. Sabancaya erupting here in South Peru. So that's one, two, three, four, five. And then we go up to Fuego and Popocante Batal. That's six and seven. So now we have seven eruptions in the past few days across Central and South America. And that's an increase in the number of eruptions. And over here in the West Pacific, let's just go check and see do we have any other new additions on the list, volcanically speaking. Like I said, Telica, Telica. In Nicaragua, Luatolo still going up to 10,000 foot. Suanese Ajima in South Japan, Popocate Patal in Mexico, Sanjay already mentioned in Ecuador, Sabancaya already mentioned in Peru, Samaru we already talked about, and it's still going up to 20,000 feet after yesterday's 50,000 foot. Telica again, Ducono, Fuego already mentioned that. That's in Guatemala. Samaru mentioned that again, multiple volcanic ash emissions. Okay, I'm just looking for any new additions. We have to check now with the amount that's going on. First of all, Luatolo had not been on the list in the entire time I've been streaming. And the last eruption was 2012. So Luatolo with the 50,000 foot, that's somewhat rare. Okay, anything else going on? Well, okay, now, before we get into Europe or anywhere else, right there, okay, it's just a small event. The 4.6 previously this week up here to the north, North Island. Now right down here in South New Zealand, see where the arrow is. The reason we have the arrow even there, let's go back to the USGS plate boundary map. Down in New Zealand, look where the plate boundary goes. Goes across Kaikoura, goes right across the central portion of the island, and then goes down to the south, or the country, sorry. 
goes down to the south, and that's right where the earthquake is. It's the plate boundary. The plate boundary is slightly, slightly moving. 3.6 up to the north, it bends across and goes back up to the east side of the North Island. And that is the previous earthquake right on the side of it. So New Zealand's moving, but why? Well, we have deep earthquakes up to the north. Deep earthquakes usually result in New Zealand starting to show seismic activity. That's significant. Fours and fives after we get deep earthquakes up in the Kermadec Island. Now look where the rings overlap on these. We have two overlap points. First of all, let's get a straight overhead view on this. Right about there. Okay, so our first set of rings overlap on North New Zealand, right here on top of a volcano, right in the center of the North Island. The second set of rings overlaps down here, just south of Christchurch, or is it right at Christchurch? No, it's south of Christchurch. So two spots that I'm going to watch now in New Zealand where both sets of rings overlap. One to the north, North Island, Topo, one to the south between our two current sets. How big? Something bigger than the 4.6. And I think it'll stay in that 4 to 5 range. I, I don't think it'll go above that. Knock on wood, right? Hope I got that right. What else happened? Ah, the central point here on the coast of Japan got hit. Central point between what? Between our previous sets of earthquakes. Look at this. 4.0 to the south, marked in red, and the 5 up to the north, marked in a reddish color as well, and the whitish colored earthquake right along the plate boundary, coast of Japan. Let me show it to you again, USGS plate boundary map, right here. It's actually still on it. That's the orange earthquake right here. So between the two, though, it's the middle point. That middle point is what we call a fulcrum point. Fulcrum point is from. Same with up in Alaska, the previous middle point, if you will, between our current sets of earthquakes. You see the white earthquake, the big one, in the middle, in between our pinkish-colored earthquakes on both sides. This was somewhat open yesterday compared to where we are now. And now it's a 6.3 to 6.4 earthquake popping off right in the middle, a bigger earthquake popping off in the middle. Now, remember what I told you in yesterday's broadcast about the shell or the ring on this big 6.4 deep earthquake. One of the ring edges going over here to the middle of the Aleutians, prompting me to issue the warning for a large earthquake to strike in the Aleutians in the next few days. And it just hit. Now, the ring also reaches over into Siberia, Russia, Mongolia, and central China. Right down here to central China. You see where the rings go. It also goes back down to Philippines, back across Guam and the Izu Ridge. And I told you all those areas are going to get hit. It's a bubble of pressure coming up underneath the whole plate boundary. One more time, let me explain it. Bubble of pressure coming up underneath here. The red lines are cracks in the plate. Plates where they meet up. And the surface crack goes all the way down to the bottom of the plate where the magma is. So it's a crack that really goes all the way down and allows for heat and transfer to happen between the plates. Now, when a bubble of pressure comes up on the underside of it, you can imagine what happens when you lift up on the underside of something that's already broken. The stress or the power or the force that you put into the object seeks out those breakpoints, like perforations. And that's what's happened all the way over here to the east. But the distance is so far from here over to here. Again, that's like the distance the U.S. is across. And, I mean, it's just a huge area that's been displaced on this big, deep earthquake from two days ago that's raised high off the globe here. But it also goes all the way down here into the Philippines. Like I said, it goes down north of Guam. Here's the tiny island of Guam. And the ring reaches down just to its north. So I would expect the area north of Guam, 
I would expect the area right here in North Philippines going up towards Japan. I would expect the area in China. And I would expect the area in Siberia to all light up with significant earthquake activity in the next few days. Could go as big as what's going on over here in Alaska, which is going into the mid-range six level. And that should not be ignored, especially for like China or Russia. But China, especially since there's so many people right through central China, the ring comes down. By the way, the ring comes down into China right where the green meets the brown. And we all know it's there. That's just crazy that it does, right? Bad luck. And you'll notice also there's no earthquake activity right now reported across all of China and all of Russia. We have to go into Tajikistan. And what is that? Kazakhstan? Tajikistan and Kazakhstan and Afghanistan to get any other earthquake activity reported. So two continents, or a whole continent, quiet. And that might be due to not reporting of the earthquakes, but it could be seismically quiet, which means there's building force or tension in the area. And we know there is because a big bubble of pressure just came up below the whole West Pacific, which is going to transfer into Asia. Hence my warning for China next. And Russia. Okay, over to the West. Iran, quiet. Plate boundary has gone quiet as energy transferred from there over into Europe and the Mediterranean. 4.4 striking just east of Lebanon. But I'd like to draw your attention to what's going on in France and Germany. Again, hit a new earthquake, but this one right at the German-Swiss border. On top of the rare 4.0 earthquake to strike in South Germany. Now a 3.2 is struck in Central France at the Chain de Pouilles. Pouilles. The Chain de Pouilles. It's a volcanic chain over here. <laughs> I'm butchering the way that's pronounced. Please, it's French. Cut me some slack. So here we are. Let's zoom in and show you where the Chain de Pouilles is these are all volcanoes here in france look at them they're covered in trees but you should be able to make out the conical shape of the spatter cones that are covered in trees here 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 i mean it just goes on and on it's a whole chain of volcanoes in france and here's the smithsonian on it and please prominent in the history of volcanology form a north south trending chain of basaltic and trachytic centered cones Basaltic Mars and Trachytic Lava Domes. All the way up. And again, they're, the craters are pronounced on them, but they're covered in trees. They're doing a little farming on this a little nitrogen-rich soil there for certain. That's where the earthquake is. Please. So, over to the east by northeast, there's no volcanic field marked in southwest Germany. The Eiffel field, the East Eiffel and West Eiffel volcanic fields are up to the north. How about a 3.7 striking in Algeria? And a 3.6 to 3.7 striking back out in Iceland. Both are on the arrows. One is on an arrow going to the west, out towards the Azores. The other is on an arrow going to the north, of course, out to Iceland in the North Arctic. Africa is still waiting to get hit, but man, all that news coming out of that liquefaction... That's up here in Tanzania. So up here, I don't know what to make of that. That just made it in the news, the liquefaction and the people getting sucked into the ground. And anyway, uh, let's go over here to the United States now. So, oh, first of all, let's recap. Big, deep earthquake prompting me to issue the warning for the central Aleutians yesterday. And now the same size earthquake, 6.4, struck in the middle of our area that was warm. 
Additionally, a 5.7 creeping out over to the east, heading over to the United States. And now, apparently, the United States has just been struck up here in southeast Montana. What? Hold on. Did that just hit? Let's see. When did this strike? 1847 UTC. In the last hour, a new 3.4 earthquake has struck in southeast Montana. Very rare. Also, Illinois was struck earlier today at the Illinois-Indiana border region on the edge of the Craton to the south. So which should we look up first? You know what? Let's start with the small earthquake in Illinois, since I'm right here. You see where the rings overlap? This cannot be a coincidence. I'm not exaggerating when I tell you that my house is quite literally right in the middle of where the rings overlap. Here, let me prove that to you. Hold on. Just remember that this little bulge in the state line of Missouri right here. Just remember that, and that the arrow goes right through the south tip of it, down through downtown St. Louis. Let me show you where I live in relation to that, how it's weird that the rings overlap on my house. Oh, my God. What the heck? I'm not doing anything. Place marks either, guys. That's just the way. It, whoa, we was went a little sideways there. There we do north. Turn on our borders and labels. This is crazy. I can't believe it. This is real time, guys. There's another set here. Okay, hey, a perfect example right there. There's another set right there. That's not farming. You can go find farm silos for grain. Let's go up here to the north. See how many more there are. Yeah, here's another set. Oh, this one you can really see the shadow on. That is, that's oil or gas. It's all throughout the field here. There's the burn flare-off apparatus next to it in case there's any kind of emergency. It just keeps going. Look at these. There's another one. And they keep going to the north. There's another one. Let me make sure you guys can see all this. There's the tanks, the pumps, the jacks, burn, flare-off, pipeline apparatus. We are right next to it, guys. Maybe just a, like a mile. Here's another one. Global warming, it's because it's man and dude. Illinois never gets hit. And look, the earthquake is coming in right next to our fracking house. So, if you're going to fracking house, 
Now, the rest of these earthquakes over the west, every single one of them, bar none, going hmm. across all of Oklahoma and Texas, all of these are at real point, every one of them. Now, I would like to point out we have a 2.9 down in southwest Texas, but the spot where this is happening, we have just something, the weirdest thing in the world happened yesterday. Let, first, let me show you the earthquake. This is a 3.0, and this is on the edge of the Craton down in Texas. Look at Texas on the Craton map. Now, this is technically on the Mexico side of the border, right? I mean, here's the border. So, I mean, it's just a few miles over on the Mexican side of the border. But El Indio, California, or California, El Indio here in Texas, over on the east side, we have all of these weird roads. And I was looking at this last night. The reason I was looking at this last night, well, first of all, there was no earthquake here last night. A bunch of oil wells here. And I was looking at the radar. The reason I was looking at the radar is because down here in South Texas, we had a detection of heat signatures numbering in the tens of, well, maybe not tens of thousands, thousands of heat signature detections here across the border. And when you clicked on them, they gave you a temperature of 64,000 Kelvin, 115,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Here, here, it's still showing. 64,537 Kelvin. And fire size, 64,537 meters squared. They're matching. There's something weird going on. Again, this is on December 1st. This is happening right now. 64,000. This one has a temperature of 536K. So you can't tell me that it's an error with the sensor when the sensor is properly detecting 536K right there. And then right next to it, over here at the border, we've got 64,000 Kelvin, which is 115,000 degrees. And the radar here going into pulse mode and pulsing on the mountains, going over here to Coahuila, where the hotspot is, where this also has 64,537 Kelvin temperature read. The mountains are getting bombarded by the radar, and I showed it in last night's update, but I'll show it again now just so everybody can see it, because now we have an earthquake right next to it. What can we say? There's an earthquake right next to the hotspot, 64,000 degree hotspots that we thought was an anomaly of some kind last night. You know, even I'm willing to say, man, that looks like it could be an anomaly. Here's the radar station. Look where the radar station is. It's right at the border in South Texas. Now watch. Let's go back to last night. Let's open up 200 images. Or it, that won't be last night. Let's see if it shows it. Yeah, no, it still shows it. Watch this. So you're going to see these puffs start come off from the oil wells. The oil wells flaring off. They're like puffing off from the ground. Then the radar goes into pulse mode. And look, they hit the mountains over to the west. They bring the radar tilted down and it's reflecting off the mountaintops over in Mexico. Then you see it starts hitting off the solar farm, or not the solar farm, the wind farms up off the north side of town. 64,000 degree temperature detected as the radar is going into pulse mode and the computer doesn't know what to read off that. It thinks it's superheated. It's hotter than the surface of the sun. Some kind of weird reading. And the area affected the same size? That's just a glitch. The, man, the, the radar is... The, something's going on. An interaction between the radar and the satellite. Which is very odd. But then to get an earthquake right next to it is just... And there's oil wells there to top it off. So we got the radar. We got the wind farm. We got the oil wells. We've got the mountains over to the west with a hot spot, and the radar is going to that spot.
and hitting off the mountaintop because they tilted it down. Now let's go up into the northwest now that we've solved that little mystery, at least where it's happening. We don't, again, I, I don't know what could be causing that other than the radar itself. But let's go into, where, look at this. This is the weirdest thing. 3.4. Where? Eh, eastern Montana. That's not me half-assing it on the coordinates. That's from the USGS. Anytime I see something like that, I gotta go look it up. Not giving you a town to triangulate from. Let me get a sip of my coffee. So what do we have here? What's that? Wait. That's a pipeline. Hold on. Is that a pipe? That's a pipeline. Anything else here nearby? Hold on. Okay, we're in Montana. We're never over here in Montana normally. So for us to be over here in Montana, wait, wait, we got a hotspot for when? Last night. Yesterday. A hotspot. One county apart. How many hotspots were in Montana? Just a handful. All the oil wells. Look at all those. Look, we're one county away from a hotspot from yesterday. And it's not like we're getting a lot of hotspots up in Montana. So all of a sudden, a hotspot in Montana. What's this? What are these? Coal strip. Some kind of huge mining operation here. Coal. That's coal. Or is that? I mean, it looks like coal. It's black. Could be igneous rock of some kind. It's got a lava rock or basalt. Okay, so we have a pipeline that's going through the area. What else is nearby? Why did the USGS just list this as Eastern Montana? Well, because of the pipeline, I guess. They don't want people to look it up. Something else right there. Oh, hey, of course there's a pipeline. One of the only pumping operations. Montana doesn't have that many pumping operations, guys. Hardly any. Dang. That's oil. That's oil. Oil. Black gold. Texas tea. Wow, man, I had to do a little scouring to find that. Jeez. Talk about, okay, no wonder there's a little pipeline there. And again, like I said, there's not that many oil pipes. Dude, there really are not that many oil pumping operations in Montana. More like coal and gas. Of course there's going to be some coal and uh, gas with that. One county over. And then the hot spot over next to the coal mine. Wow. Wow, let's mark the 3.3 earthquake just so that we can mark that. Hold on. That dog, sorry. Got to remember this one in the future. We'll be back here at some point in the future. Trash. Now that we know there's an oil pumping operation here and you see more earthquakes here. December 1st, 2020. Amazing. Okay. That's why we do what we do, guys. This is why I still grow online. I find stuff that other people just don't take the time to look up. And it matters to have one of the only oil wells nearby. And that's where the earthquake struck. And it's an older well. You can see that's not exactly a brand new well. Okay, over to the west. We're back into Idaho. 
and southwest Montana, but mainly on the edge of the craton, deformed edge of the craton, above the magma chamber for Yellowstone. But what you should notice, at least what I see here, all the earthquakes over the past several days. Let's turn on the last day. Now we're just going to look at the last 24 hours worth of earthquakes. It's going to take a few of them off the screen, but it's going to show us the most current areas moving. So look at this little trickling line of zeros going down into Yellowstone Park, right? The Lake Yellowstone itself. Well, that matches perfectly with the actual edge of the Craton, the brown versus the purple. Goes right through the park. It's no coincidence that the edge of the Craton has a supervolcano on it. Now, over on the western side of that edge, central Idaho, we're actually above the deepest part of the center of the magma chamber for Yellowstone that goes down at an angle, 11 grand canyons in size, and comes up to the surface at Wyoming. So let's just recap. Out in front or to the east of Yellowstone at a drill point in Montana, a rare 3.4, 3.3 earthquake. A little trickling line of quakes going along the Craytown Edge in the park itself, Yellowstone Park. And then the predominance happening above the magma chamber for Yellowstone, all in the two range. Now, wait a second. Back up to the north, we have a quarry blast up here north of the border. Let's just make sure about that. Yeah, an explosion, if you will. Explosion up here to the north. But what else do we have? Let's go look up the other earthquakes. 2.3. Oso, Washington. Let's see if we have any marked faults from the USGS. We do. We have one marked fault going out into the Strait of Juan de Fuca. Let's go see what the name of that fault is. Let's go find the name of it. Coming out of the area south of Mount Vernon, Washington. Right in here. This thing. What is this? Oh, wow. Is it called that all the way over? It is. Dang. Dude. I shouldn't have said anything earlier. Ah, man, here, let me turn off my phone, and my phone's about to start ringing. Of course my phone will start ringing. Devil's Mountain Fault. The whole thing going out into the Strait of Juan de Fuca is called Devil's Mountain. Oh, man, okay, let's carry on. So that's where the 2.3 is on Devil's Mountain. Is there anything else there next to Devil's Mountain? I guess the only way to find out is going to be to go look up the coordinates. Uh, where does Devil's Mountain go to? The fault goes back up to a mountain. Hold on. Hold on. It goes back right up to something. Devil's Mountain fault goes back up to this. Well, here. <coughs> There's the earthquake epicenter. And it goes right back to three fingers south and then ultimately to Glacier Peak. But, I mean, we're right on the foot of three fingers south. Old stratovolcano. And the ice caves, too, just to the south of Vesper Peak, but the fault goes right next to it. Here, let's compare. One more time, the fault. There we go. Fault goes back over to the east by southeast from the earthquake. And east by southeast from the earthquake, three fingers south, right to the volcano. What's this right in the middle? What the heck? What? is this what the heck is that look at these towers you see that these are like mega towers and they're bringing power right down to this thing what is that
And look, it's got this circle around it. Whoa! Hold on. Look at the look at the towers around the tower. Hold on, man. What are, what what is this? I saw it. The heck is this place? You see this? Look at the towers down at the in the valley. The towers up at the top. What what the? A circle around it. Why do I have to find this crap, man? Why do I have to find this, man? Here, hold on. Let's go see if there's a Google Earth community on this or anything. Like, not a word on it? Please. Let's turn on places. What is this? Oh, my God. For crying out loud, man. Okay. I'm out of here. I'm just going to leave the microphone on. We'll leave a hot mic on. We're done. <laughs> All right, I'm not done. I'm gonna come back. You rage quit and come back. Okay, that was a joke. I'm not rage quitting. But seriously, now, Jim Creek Naval Radio Station, dude, this is VLF. Here, I, oh, oh man, dude, I just stepped. This is like a bull in a china shop. I just stepped in the deepest shit ever. Jim Creek Naval. Radio. Hey, that should do it right there. Oh, it is. Hush. Yet. This is the wiki on it. Jim Creek Naval Radio Station is the United States Navy very low frequency transmitter facility in Jim Creek, Nova, Washington. The primary mission of the site is to communicate orders one way to submarines of the Pacific Fleet. Oh, for crying out loud, man. Look, they've even got a diagram of what it is across the valley. Those are all connected across the valley. Oh, look at that. You've got a counterweight transmitter building. There it is. There's the transmitter building right in the middle of it all. These are the ra these are the wires going across the valley that apparently you can't see because of just resolution on this. Let's go see if we can see the wires going across. The That's what these are. This is the tower here and a tower here, and the wires going across in a big stretch in a VLF array. That's what it is. You just can't really see the wire. Oh, you can see the wire. There it is, looking really close. You can see the wire as it drops off right there. And we could follow it down. At, oh, my God. All right. Damn, man. I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to find this crap. I really am not. I have no inkling to come in on the military and identify anything or... Well, I found a problem. Which they probably already know about. A problem. Radio waves cause earthquakes. Certain radio waves. <sighs> Dang. All right, let's go search up some more. Let's go down to the south. Why me, man? Dude, why me? I'm the only one who'll do it. That's what it is. Everybody's too scared. <laughs> you guys all see what happened to me, you know what I mean? Like, you see what they do to me, you're like, oh, screw that, I'm not going to... Hey, look where we are, right next to a hydroelectric power generation station. Back to a dam. Look at this. We've got big power lines coming off of this as well. Basically, VLF, you know, 60 hertz is very low, or ultra-low frequency. 60 hertz power. Electrical. VLF. Same thing. Long wires. Dude. Well, you know, you can I'll accept the Nobel Peace Prize, but under a few conditions, alright? The conditions are, I get to wear a suit of armor... When I accept, and I'm talking Middle Ages suit of armor, and I want a squire to come in and announce my presence before I come in again. Then, the second condition on accepting the Nobel Prize, 
will be afterwards we have a party and we have a giant cake that's shaped like a giant stick of dynamite. <laughs> Big red cake, cylindrical. In honor of Nobel. Okay. Wait. Speaking of in honor of Nobel, how about we talk about an explosion? Let's go look up this explosion site. How ironic. The irony does not escape me on that. The synchronicity is amazing. Let's go see. Long view. Wait, wait, wait a minute. What do we have here? We have an explosion right next to these huge power lines. These are the big kind guys. Maybe it was an electrical explosion of some kind. Some kind of electrical discharge up out of the crust or down into the crust. Maybe that's what it was. We've got some houses here, but these are like mansions. Yeah, no, the, the high voltage power lines are the thing I'm concerned about. Now, the explosion could be coming from the quarry right next to it, right? That's a... <laughs> Maybe. Only the shadow knows. How about no earthquakes down in Oregon? We can just skip over the whole state. No biggie. No earthquakes. But wait. Devil's Mountain Fault getting hit. Going back to the VLF station. Up here to the north, we have an explosion at a quarry. Down here to the south, we have an explosion at a power line. Here in the middle, we have a power line earthquake. VLF power lines explosions. Isn't there something else going on in Washington, Oregon, Northern California, Vancouver Island? I think there is. There was something going on over the past couple months. An ETS, an episodic tremor slip, where the plate starts slipping. They call it a slow slip for a slang term. Now, you'll see here we have a bunch of red dots on the screen, 66 of them right now. Let's go back to yesterday, the 29th, hold on, 28, wait a second, 27th, search, Houston, Houston, look at this, hitting back and search, and it's keeping it at 66, 66, 66, 66, every day, what? No, no, no. Okay, so we got Devil's Peak. We got the 66. Who, who's into this weird? Who's into this? We got the Twilight Zone music. Somebody got X-Files music. Hold on. Hold on. I think we can just go pull that up right now. Why do, the, why do the rest of the update like that without the expo? Ah, never mind. I'll get a copyright strike. Let's carry on then. This update is turning into a magnum opus. Let's carry on down through Oregon, where we don't have any tremors to report on because the tremor map is stuck at 66. <laughs> oh, dude. It's like fingerprints of the devil. You know what I mean? Like, they are... Oh, man, they got caught their hand in the cookie jar. What's that smell? I smell something. It smells <coughs> like sulfur in here. All right. We're <laughs> <coughs> Let's go down to the south, shall we? <coughs> We're getting into Northern California. You're about to enter a dimension of sound. Okay. Wait. We have a 3.3 .3 in Northern <coughs> California. That's the same size <coughs> that struck up here. Isn't it? Yesterday, I mean. So a new 3.3 <laughs> struck down to the south 
right next to Eureka, California, south of Eureka, or north of Geysers. So it's a significant-sized quake in comparison to the rest. All zeros, ones, and zeros, the 3.3. So that's close. That's pretty close to the volcano. Let's go pull the coordinates here. Geysers, California, at Clear Lake. This is right next to it on the San Andreas Fault. Let me show you the San Andreas Fault, and you'll understand what's moving. See the thick red line? See the thin red lines? The thin red lines go the same direction as the thick red line, and they all go back up here and meet up with the area that's <coughs> 66. <coughs> Execute order 66. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, dude, we could just crack so many 66 jokes, man. All right, so we're at a volcano called Clear Lake Volcano where they drilled into this place. Let me show it to you. To get steam, to turn the turbines. The turbines are on the side of the volcanic field, and the turbines provide electrical power. High-voltage electrical power coming out of the area where we're swarming with earthquakes. And they drilled into the side of the volcano. It's a double weak point, and that electrical discharge is coming up out of the plate or going down into it. I don't know which. It's causing earthquakes either way. Now, going down to the south, we're at Monterey Bay. We get onto the creeping section of the San Andreas. Monterey Bay to the creeping section. Let's go pull the coordinates. Moss Landing, California. 8.8 .8 Kilometer depth. Inquiring minds want to know what's at the location. In. So do I. So let's go find out. Out here in the ocean. Moss Landing. What's at Moss Landing? Oh, I don't know. The biggest electrical generating station here in Northern California that provides a lot of the power to the whole region. Ah, uh, nothing major. Just the power station. Man, nothing to worry about. <laughs> nothing to see here. Hmm. Then we go over onto the creeping section of the San Andreas. Tres Pinos, California. Does that mean three pine? Ah, uh, even this gringo will get that. Let's go put it in and go see. I'm doing my best, guys. Sometimes that's not good enough. Other times it's more than sufficient. But at this point, look where we are. We're on the creeping section of the San Andreas. We're next to an unnamed mine to the north. <laughs> do we have anything else here that I need to know about? Do we, do we have any large power generation stations here that I'm just not aware of? How about a pumping operation of some kind? How about that? What is this? These are all kinds of tanks of some kind for something. But what is it? Winery? That's for wine? They're storing wine at this? That's, that's wine for... Are they injecting wine into the ground? What about this? Equine Center? That's a winery, really? Dang, that's a lot of wine. Okay, we're on the creeping section of San Andreas. So we go from the power station over to the creeping section. It's pretty basic. There's nothing there, except for a winery. Hey, now everybody, will you please put on the brakes? In my update yesterday, we talked about 2.0 range activity going over, jumping over into the valley. And I told you that there would be similar sized activity breaking off down at the southeast tip of the valley, down here next to the Garlock Fault. And now today, a new 2.5 has just struck down there, right at the spot. Arvin, California. Now, there's a reason it struck down at the south tip of the valley. 
And there's a reason I issued a warning for that, even if it's small. Energy transfers across the valley, jumps off the San Andreas, goes down to the south tip of the valley. Look what's here. Bum, 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 bum.